Welcome to the Messy Wonderful Podcast, where we're spilling all the deets on how we travel with little kids and a bigger family, plus tons of insight into our family's adjustment to our oldest son's diagnosis with autism at age three. Hey y'all, I'm Kimberly, wife, mom to three kids ages five and under, full-time CPA, and now blogger. So grab your coffee, glass of wine, it's a Diet Dr. Pepper for me, and let's do those dishes, the laundry, chauffeur those kids around, or whatever you have on your task list today. We'll do it together because life may be messy, but it's oh so wonderful. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Messy Wonderful Podcast. I feel like it has been so long since I've sat and recorded a podcast because if if you know or if you don't know, I batch these because I have to work them around my work schedule and I need the house to be quiet. And I'm sure that you can imagine that's very difficult. If you have three kids running around yourself, you know that Quiet is something that is really hard to come by. So yeah, and then it's tax season and sick. So I just feel like it's been so long since I've sat and chatted with y'all. And I'm really, really excited to share with you today another great travel episode. And we are going to be talking about four helpful tips for taking a road trip with a baby or a toddler. And y'all, a lot of this even works with older kids. I mean, because technically Hunter is not a toddler anymore. I didn't know this. When kids turn four, they're no longer toddlers. Like they're just kids. And I don't know, that's weird because they still seem so little. But so he's technically a kid. And a lot of the things that we're gonna talk about today even work for him too. So this this is great in case you're taking a road trip this summer. I can't believe that it's already going to be May and summertime. So this one is for you if you might be taking a road trip this summer. And this, so there was a blog, it was a blog post originally, and now we're turning it into a podcast for y'all. And this post actually stemmed from our Colorado road trip adventure that we took in June of 2021. And everyone thought we were crazy for doing it, probably still thinks we're crazy, but honestly, it wasn't that bad. And I, Chance was really excited about it. I think he did more road trips growing up than I did and things like that. He doesn't mind being in the car as much as I do. So I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was really kind of dreading it. I was excited for being in Colorado for over two weeks, but I was not looking forward to the drive. And of course, you know, the road trip and the drive itself wasn't without crazy moments like, you know, Gage yelling from the back seat, I need to go poo. But we learned that a road trip with toddlers and babies, because Beckett was, you know, so so Hunter was a kid, Gage was a toddler, Beckett was a baby. It's totally doable if you set your expectations to a reasonable standard. And by reasonable standard, we mean really low expectations. Um, The lower you set your expectations, the easier it's going to be. But based on our experience, based on this road trip, it was... It was a 23-hour trip each way. We came up with some really awesome tips that we promise will help your road trip go more smoothly so that you can actually enjoy it and not get to your destination feeling like you can't even do the rest of your vacation because the drive just took everything out of you. Okay, so number one, plan to stop plenty of times 
and have each stop take forever, literally forever, y'all. We built in two extra hours to our travel days on top of the Google Maps travel time. And we legit used every minute of those two hours. I would say that the kids either wanted or needed to stop roughly every two hours. And each stop took 15 to 20 minutes, whether we were at a gas station, a rest area, a restaurant. And I think that this was like seriously the worst part of the drive for me. I don't think it bothered Chance so much, but I'm the type of person who would rather get in the car and make no stops, just get get to the other end as quickly as possible. So it was really hard for me to have to stop so frequently. And then two, you know, like if, you know, before kids, if we did have to stop, I mean, you know, you just, you pull up to the rest area, you get out, you, you know, Chance and I would go to the bathroom at the same time. We would meet back in the car. It was less than five minutes from start to stop. And that just wasn't possible. Like he would have to go to the bathroom. Then I would have to go to the bathroom. Then we'd be doing a diaper change. And, you know, he would take the two big boys. So it was just one of those things where, you know, I had to, I had to resign myself to the fact that, you know, it wasn't, I couldn't let it be bad every time because this was part of the journey. So, you know, I had to embrace the boys helping pump the gas or clean the windshield. And I tried really hard to see it through their eyes and that using the squeegee to clean the windshield is fun for them, right? Like that was something that they've never done before and that was cool and So I just, I tried to really change my perspective around it because if not, I was going to be annoyed for roughly six driving days and that wasn't going to equal a good vacation for us. I also highly recommend letting them do some jumping jacks at each stop or any other activity that lets them release a little energy. It's hard to let them run around. I mean, certainly we wouldn't let them run around inside somewhere. And then a lot of times, depending on where you're stopped, there's a lot of like cars moving and stuff. So we never let them run around. But we found that doing jumping jacks, like, you know, they their hands didn't have to touch the ground or, or anything like that. So I would like make them count and they would do jumping jacks. And that was really great. It just like helped them get that little burst of energy out. But if you like to stop frequently too, like my dad does, this isn't going to be a problem for you at all. But if you're like me and you prefer to just get in the car and get to your destination, prepare yourself because this is going to be very difficult for you. Number two, forfeit your front passenger seat to be closer to reach everyone and keep must-have items accessible. So Chance and I, we really do miss the days of being able to sit next to each other chatting away on a long drive. But we have found that it's infinitely easier for one of us to sit in the back with the boys. And we didn't do this on a trip to Atlanta, which was long before Beckett was born. But my butt had to be climbing between the front seat and the middle row constantly. It was kind of miserable. I'm not going to do it again. Chance can't climb between the seats because he's so big. I mean, luckily I'm small, so I was able to do it. But now we just always load the front seat with items like my work bag, extra pillows, things like that that we still kind of want accessible and we don't need immediately. And I can always reach to the front and get them. We actually have Gage's car seat, which rides in the middle row. Our expedition has bucket seats and we got, that was 
one of the main reasons we actually got the expedition was, was we loved the tilt and slide feature and that allowed us to get the bucket seats. But when we go on vacation, Gage gets moved to the third row with Hunter in the back and it leaves that other bucket seat available in the middle for us. So I would say if your drive is going to be more than about three hours, you should definitely do this and definitely sit in the back. And I know that keeping everything accessible seems like a no-brainer. You're like, well, duh, Kimberly. I mean, of course I'm going to keep everything accessible. But when you're packing and unpacking the car a million times, sometimes you just want to make the junk fit in there however you can. And you you, you forget, you forget that you're going to need, you know, the, the Motrin all of a sudden or the Mylocon all of a sudden. And then when you're flying down the highway at 75 miles per hour without an exit in sight, you're going to be really glad that you packed the car properly and that you really thought ahead and you made sure to keep everything separate. We have this really awesome car organizer. I usually keep it in the trunk of the car and I put like the high chair cover for Beckett, music class totes, extra snacks, backup diapers, wipes, things like that. And that usually it fits between the third row and the and the trunk because we have the Expedition Max. But we move it between the bucket seats when we go on long trips because you can adjust the size of the compartments with Velcro attachments. And so I can, I kind of shuffle it to make sure that, you know, we have a section for snacks, a section for electronics and chargers, a section for lovies and blankets. And then the other one might have like wipes, Kleenex, napkins, more diapers, things like that. And it's all really accessible in the middle of the car, but it's organized. It doesn't force us to bring a million bags. And so it's really great. And I just, I got it off of Amazon. Um, I'll make sure to link it in the show notes for y'all, but it's great for day-to-day life and it's, it's extra great for traveling on the road. Okay, number three, choose the right snacks. And then I added this after this vacation and get a portable vacuum. So kids can be pretty messy on a good day. We have two different kids with two totally different eating styles. Now Beckett's a little bit older and I would say Beckett's eating style is more similar to Gage's, which is not the one that we were hoping he would be more like. Hunter takes very slow calculated bites. He prefers to stay neat and clean. I guess like kind of typical first child. Gage, on the other hand, just shoves as much as in his mouth as possible. He, You kind of have to hope he doesn't gag. He doesn't worry about crumbs and liquids falling all onto his clothes. And in case it's not obvious, Hunter is totally my child in those regards if it wasn't like completely obvious. But we recommend sticking to just water in the car and taking snacks like goldfish, pretzels, bananas, apples, raisins or other dried fruit, Teddy Grahams, gummy bears, make sure not sticky gummy snacks, non-crumbly bars, and I know you know what I'm talking about, dry Cheerios, cheese sticks, rolled up deli meat. So basically anything that isn't sticky or going to make crumbs everywhere. Pouches are great, but you kind of need to be careful that the baby can't, that nobody can squeeze it all out. We actually have this little container It was off of Amazon. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes for y'all. But you put the pouch inside and then they can't, 
inadvertently squeeze it and squeeze all of the pouch everywhere while they're like practicing those motor skills. It it actually works. You know, it was one of those like Amazon purchases that I was kind of skeptical about, but it like it's even great for gauge still, you know, because they just accidentally squeeze a little too hard when it's full and, and then you've got a mess everywhere. We also keep these snack cups that you know, you have the ones where the kids can reach in and, you know, so stuff doesn't fall out, but they put their hand in and they pull it out. Those plastic things always gave my kids like like red marks on their hands and I felt really bad. So I found these really awesome ones on Amazon and their color code, I, I was even able to find everybody's color. So we have a blue, green, and an orange. And it's it's kind of like cloth and the way that it overlaps, it doesn't, it doesn't let anything out, but it doesn't hurt their hands when when they reach in and reach out. So we really like those and I always bring everyone's in the car. So like if it's snack time and we're doing goldfish, I will fill each little container with their goldfish and then pass them out their their little snack cup and that's that snack. Oh, oh, and it screws on. It has a lid that screws on so that you can take the cloth top out where the kids' hands go in. It You can put a screw top on. So like, let's say they don't finish. I might dump like all of them into one and then put the screw top on and then I'll reuse them at the at the next, you know, snack time or whatever. But if all else fails, keep a portable vacuum in the car. Ours is rechargeable. It does not take up a lot of space and it can be used on a moment's notice in a variety of ways when you're on a road trip with toddlers. I mean, I vacuum the kids like sitting if they do get something on them in their car seats. I just like straight up vacuum the kids. But like if something falls to the floor, you can vacuum it. You don't you know, have to take the car to like a car, you know, find a local car wash or something like that. The the, the portable vacuum just stays in the car 24-7. It, it doesn't come out because it can even be useful when you're not riding in uh, on a road trip that's going to be 20 hours long. You just never know with kids. And number four, the last one, which I think is a really good one, make it more than just driving. So while I know you just want to get to your destination as quickly as you can, remember that keeping your kids strapped into their car seats all day, it's only going to make them miserable. And if they're miserable, everyone else is going to be miserable. So when you're planning your trip, try to build in some time for activities that will help break up the travel day and help everyone stretch their legs a little bit. It can seriously be as simple as giving everyone some time in the pool when you finally get to the hotel, or it could be as big as spending a morning at the museum. So when we went to Colorado, we stopped overnight in Kansas and it had this really awesome natural history museum. And considering Hunter is a dinosaur fanatic, it was a no-brainer that we were going to work that into our schedule. It was part of the journey. It was part of the trip for him. And even better, it actually, this was this was um, unplanned, but it gave everyone more to talk about for the rest of our drive. And we even said that, um, we even threatened Gage with the T-Rex is going to come get you when he wasn't being cooperative because there was this kind of big T-Rex and it was like animated and he was really scared of it. Poor baby. I mean, that was probably kind of mean, but it did help keep him because he's, you know, he's just our more difficult child when it comes to cooperation. So those are our four tips and tricks for you because I'm sure we know plenty of y'all that are going to be going on a road trip this summer and that's the insight that we learned from 23 hours in the car one way. So make sure you plan to stop plenty of times and don't think that it's going to be a quick stop. 
Sit in the back with your kids so that you're closer to reach everyone and keep all of your must-have items easily accessible. Choose the right snacks, get the portable vacuum, only use the water, just keep things neat and easy, and then make it more than just driving. Talk to your kids, find you know things that you can look at, find things that you can do. Let them have time to swim in the hotel pool if you're if you're staying overnight in a hotel. Those are all of the fun things that, you know, make it a journey. And just ultimately remember that the drive in and of itself is part of the trip, part of the excitement, part of the adventure, part of the family time together. And you can't go wrong if, you know, if you're, if you have that outlook towards the road trip. And if you're looking for more tips on traveling with kids, especially once you get there or for the actual vacation itself, make sure that you grab our nine tips for traveling with toddlers and babies. I will make sure to link that both in the description and in the show notes because y'all, those nine tips, they are gold, I promise you. But I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. I know that we are all so excited about summer and traveling again, and I hope that y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending part of your day with us. If you love today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend. Any resources mentioned today will be linked in the description and you can always find even more details in the show notes. And remember, you can find us over on Instagram at messy underscore wonderful. We hope you'll subscribe to the show so you get notified when a new episode comes out. We'd also be so grateful if you take just a second to leave us a review. We appreciate your reviews and sharing about the show more than you know. See y'all next week.